Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter number 8. Romans, chapter number 8. Verse 16, Romans 8, 16, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. Praise God. I want to preach on the subject, the children of God. The children of God. You know, in the genealogy of Jesus in Luke chapter 3, the very last verse in that genealogy, it goes from Jesus, who it says, who was supposedly the son of Joseph. We know he wasn't. He was, Joseph was his stepdad, but God was his father. Amen. But, you know, when they, they took the genealogy from Joseph and they went all the way back to Adam. And the very interesting thing that's said in the last verse of this genealogy in Luke chapter 3, it says that Adam was the son of God. Genesis chapter 6 verse 2, when referring to the descendants of Adam and Eve's son Seth, amen, as, it referred to them as the sons of God. In Acts chapter 17, Paul was speaking with men of Athens, Greece, and he was referring to the human race in general, and he said, we are his offspring, and we are the offspring of God. And I personally have heard many people say this over the years that are not necessarily religious people, but they, there's a phrase that they say, we are all, just talking about people in general, we are all the children of God, or we are all God's children. And based on these scriptures I just read, in a sense, we, that's true. Because God is the father of creation. He created Adam and Eve, who then procreated the human race. But having said all that, just being human beings does not make a person a true child of God. Amen. Being a child of God has more to do with attitude and actions and what is in our hearts than any than by some kind of a birthright. From the very beginning of the human race, people made choices that either brought them closer to God or caused them to fall away from God. Their choices not only impacted them, but also their children for generations to come. For example, Cain killed Abel, and he was punished, and he was, he was told to leave, amen, his, his people and go you know, off to, on his own, amen. And he, he and his descendants fell away from God. And by the time we get to chapter 6 of the book of Genesis, Noah came along. The human race was in a mess, was in very bad shape. Genesis chapter 6 said, verse 5, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. 
And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. It was so bad at that time that God regretted even creating, creating man in the first place. I think it's safe to say that nobody but Noah was qualified at that time in the history of man to be called a child of God. Only Noah, amen. If it wasn't for Noah, we wouldn't even be here today. We wouldn't be preaching today. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a child of God. And because of that, amen, we have a human race. Think of that for a moment. The future of the entire human race depended on the fact that only one man was a true child of God. That's powerful. I'm showing you right now, folks, this morning, what the, the power of being a true child of God. Amen. That just shows you the difference that one person can make in this world. One person. You're one person. I'm one person. And if I and you will be true children of God, what could we do? Who could we change? What situations can we change? It happened to Noah. It happened to a lot of people in the Old Testament. And it can happen to us. Amen. Abraham was called out by God and given a special covenant. Amen. So that he would be the father and founder of God's chosen people in the Old Testament. His grandson Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Amen. Had 12 sons that became the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen. They were collectively referred to as the children of Israel. And you know what? Uh, I couldn't find it online because I, I try to find it online so I don't have to do a lot of counting. Amen. But I couldn't really find it online. So I started counting how many times the children of Israel showed up in the Bible. Amen. And I stopped counting after the book of Joshua because it was over 500 times. Only six books in. I said, okay, it's in there a lot. We won't go any further. Amen. I still had... 34 books to go in the Old Testament alone. But over 500 times the children of Israel, that phrase appears in the Bible. God's singular focus in the Old Testament times was on the children of Israel. They were his people. They were his children. They were special to him. And the Bible said they were the apple of his eye. Those that bless his children, he would bless. Those that curse his children, he would curse. And as long as they were willing and obedient to him, he took care of their needs and he fought their battles and they had peace. But because of their continual unbelief and rebellion against God, God looked to another people to give them a chance to also be called his children. And I'm so glad of that, praise God. A non-Jewish people, people called the Gentiles, amen, hallelujah. And there was some hints of this was starting to happen and God was looking forward. When we read the book of Hosea chapter two, it said, I will say to them which were not my people, thou art my people and they shall say thou art my God that's us folks we got to be a part we got the chance and the privilege amen it's not an automatic just because you're human you don't get to be a child of God you it's a privilege to become a child of God Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 9 Paul even kind of 
quoting that verse a little bit. He said in verse 25, and he said also in Hosea, I will call them my people which are not my people, and her beloved which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people. There shall they be called the children of the living God. Hallelujah. Woo! We're the children of the living God today if we are serving Him and we're walking with Him. There's plenty of benefits and blessings that goes along yes. with being a child of God. Amen. Great responsibility too, yes. but great blessings. Amen. Galatians chapter 3 verse 26. For ye are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. You see, it's faith, folks. Amen. How do we cannot become a true child of God by joining a church organization? We cannot become a true child of God by doing good deeds alone. We cannot become a true child of God by just saying we're his child or by having some sort of head knowledge of the Bible. Amen. To be his child, we must be born into the family. Amen. We must be born again of water and spirit, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the only way you're going to become a true child of God in this dispensation of grace that church age we're living in right now. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Romans 8, 16. That's, what, that's the, the verse that I started out with our text. The spirit itself. Amen. Bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. It's the spirit that bears witness. It's the spirit that lets us know we're true children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. You see, a true child of God is going to stick with the Lord through thick and thin. A true child of God. The Bible said all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer some persecution. A true child of God is not going to take their ball and go home at the first sign, amen, of tribulation and trials and, and things that come against you, praise God. I'm in this for the long haul. I've been in this since 1982, and I'll be in this until I take my last breath or until the trumpet sounds. Come hell or high water, come good days or bad days, light or darkness, I'm going to stay in this. And that's what a true child of God so if we be that we suffer with him, we will also be glorified together with him. Oh, hallelujah. When we have God's spirit living inside of us, he will let us know that we are truly his child. He will give us an internal confirmation that nobody can take away and nobody can refute. Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. A true child of God will allow God's spirit to lead them. They're not doing their own thing. They're not calling their own shots. They're being sensitive to what God's will is. It's not about our will anymore when we become a child of God or only what we want. Amen. But it's about daily seeking first his kingdom, his righteousness, and his will. Now, the days we are living in more than ever, we need to be the child of God he wants us to be. The time is drawing near. There is no doubt that we find ourselves living in the times the Bible calls the last days and the end times. 
We are seeing very unusual weather patterns across the globe. We are seeing diseases coming out of nowhere, devastating countless millions of people. We are seeing what is good, moral, and right being trampled on. We are seeing civil unrest like we've never seen before and the total disregard of law and order. There is no respect for authority, disobedient to parents, disobedient to teachers, disobedient to law enforcement, and the list goes on. We are seeing the total disregard for the sanctity of life. We are seeing an all-out assault on Christianity and the church. And Jesus said, when you see these things, you go ahead and read it. You read Matthew chapter 24. I'm giving you a homework assignment. Read Matthew chapter 24. Read Mark chapter 13. And read Luke chapter 21. All three are very similar. It's Jesus talking about the end times. And Jesus said, when you see these things come to pass, and we're seeing it, he said, this is not yet the end. This is just the beginning of sorrows, he said. And as we see these things come to pass, we cannot allow our love for God to grow cold. Oh, no, we cannot allow ourselves to be deceived because the Bible said when the, the love of many, when they see these things, the love of many will grow cold. And if it be impossible, the Bible said, even the elect of God shall be deceived. But we can't do that. On the contrary, our love for God and his truth must increase during this time and not decrease. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. It's not in my notes, but it just came to me. Amen. Paul was talking about the revealing of the man of sin, the son of perdition, talking about the Antichrist. And it said, Amen, that they that do not have a love for the truth shall be deceived in that day. I'm telling you, you need to know the truth. You need to love the truth. And the truth is Jesus Christ, and he will set you free. The truth is Acts 2.38 salvation and that's the gospel and there is no other gospel. Amen. Amen. The book of Revelation talks about a time of trouble coming on the earth that is referred to as the great tribulation. It will be a seven year period of time when the Antichrist will be revealed and come to power and he will establish for himself a one world government, a one world financial system, and a one world religion. Amen. That, uh, that it might be voluntary in the beginning but will be mandatory eventually. Praise God. His power will come from the devil himself. He is going to do everything in his power to try and undermine the things of God and anybody that tries to serve God during in that time. However, his plans will be cut short because God will have had enough of him and his evil deeds. And in the last three and a half approximate years of that seven year period, God will pour out the, his wrath upon the earth. Revelation 15, 7, and one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. Revelation 16, 1, and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. These seven vials, we're not going to go through them because they're devastating, but these seven vials, amen, were devastating not only to the earth itself, but all the, the, but the, the people living on the earth. It was very telling, though, 
as to the kind of people. When you read, you read Revelation 16, you can read that along with those other three chapters. I'm giving you four chapters for, for a lot of homework, you know. There's no test or quiz, so you're good. Amen. But you read Revelation 16, that talks about the seven vials. Amen. And you see that they, the ones that were, it was poured out upon, it was people that didn't love God. It was people that didn't care for God because their reaction, I'll tell you one thing, if God spanks me really good, if God lets something come my way, you know what? It's going to cause me because I'm a true child of God in Jesus' name. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to fall on my faith. I'm going to repent. I'm going to change and say, okay, God, I get the message. But these people didn't have that attitude. Amen. The Bible said men blasphemed the name of God, which had power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Another verse said, and they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. Who are these people? They are children. They're somebody's children, but they're definitely not the children of God. Amen. John 8, 44, Jesus talked to the Pharisees. He said, you are of your father, the devil. Amen. The lust of your father, ye will do. He was a liar from the beginning and the father of lies. And he basically said, you guys are children, not of God, but of the devil. Amen. 1 John 3.10 In this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Amen. Ephesians 2.2 Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The children of disobedience. You know, for many years, I have been asked the same question concerning, uh, by concerned Christians, Christians about this time of the tribulation and the wrath of God and so forth. The, the question is, will we as children of God go through the great tribulation described in the book of Revelation? And the question always revolves around the timing of the rapture of the church or the catching away of the church as well, because it's, it's kind of tied in there. Will Jesus come back for us before the tribulation? Will Jesus come back for us in the middle of the tribulation? Will Jesus come back for us at the end of the seven-year tribulation? Those are the questions. But based on my understanding of the scriptures, I've always been hopeful that he'll come back for us before the tribulation even begins. And I'm holding to that. I'll just tell you right now, I already bought my ticket and I'm ready to get on the first thing out of here. The first, uh, the first trumpet and the first, uh, you know, whatever. Hallelujah. The first time I can defy gravity, I'll be ready to go. And I hope it's before the seven years. However, I can tell you, we can eliminate one of those three right off the bat. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that he will not wait to come back for his people until the end of the tribulation. How do I know that? God will not pour out his wrath upon his own true children. He will not pour out his wrath on his own children. God did not start flooding the earth until Noah and his family were safely tucked inside the ark and ready to go. 
Romans 5, 9, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, But ye, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And listen to this, folks. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these sinnings cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. The wrath of God only comes upon his children by creation. Amen. The human race because of disobedience. He said, be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light. Walk as children of the light. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. The wrath of God doesn't come on his kids it comes on the children of disobedience only. I take great comfort in knowing this truth. Amen. So folks, amen. Let's be the child of God he wants us to be. Let's walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let's take inventory in our hearts right now and make sure Jesus is our first love and make sure we're putting his kingdom and his righteousness first. And then all these things shall be added to us that we worry about. Ephesians 5.8 If ye were sometimes for ye were sometimes darkness but now after you're born again after you repented of your sins after you're after you baptized in Jesus' name after you're filled with the Holy Ghost after you're doing your best to follow God and follow His Word and do His will Amen Praise God. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. It's a time to be the children of light. It's a time to shine bright for Jesus and let people know what it is to be a true child of God. Amen. In our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions. Praise God. Amen. This thing is coming to an end, folks. I don't know how long we have. They've been preaching the end times since the apostles wrote the, Old, the New Testament. Praise God, that's over two, that's 2,000 years ago. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I know, amen, in my own life, I've never seen it happen this fast right in front of my face. So I, I, if that's any gauge, I, I know that we got to be ready for anything. Amen. we got to be alert. we got to have oil in our lamp, our lamps trimmed, ready to go, wait for the bridegroom to come. Amen. And the stuff that we're worried about around here, that needs to be secondary. The number one thing is I must be saved. Yes. 
Amen. Whatever you have to do to me, don't let me be lost for eternity. Above all else, I must be saved. And I must pray and help my family do the best they can so they can be saved. And my neighbor, and this guy, and that person, and that lady, that's what it's all about. Amen. The heartbeat of God is the harvest of these last days and getting revival happening. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Oh, let's focus on Jesus. Let's focus on Jesus. Let's pray right now. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.